This is Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a Quick Timeout podcast. I'm Tony Miller, and I'm joined once again this week by my co-host Randy Sherman. Before we get going, thanks to our sponsors at 323 Sports. Summer camp season is coming, and they have a deal right now on camp t-shirts. You head over to 323sports.com, and they'll have that there listed. They provide shirts as well as other equipment for you to use with your summer camp programs. You can reach out to them at sales at 323sports.com or visit 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your summer camp programs. This is a momentous. Randy was just telling me at the beginning, we kind of a few episodes ago kind of stopped giving the count on the the number episodes, but this is number 50. It's hard to believe we've made it already to 50, Randy. Yeah. Tired of talking to me yet? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not tired of talking yet. Good. Me either. The feeling's mutual then. Uh, No, 50. It's been great. I've I've had a good time doing this and hopefully, hopefully we can keep the string alive. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great. I've learned a lot and I hope others have learned as well. Same. Uh, today, we're going to kind of continue on on some things that we've been discussing. You probably noticed some themes that we discussed throughout those first 50 episodes, but large part of that is because Randy and I both get a lot of feedback from coaches about uh, some of the stuff that we've been talking about, and they want us to go more in-depth into things. And so we're going to go in more in-depth into one of those topics today. You know, you turn on any NBA game, even college basketball, I'm noticing, you're probably going to see some sort of variation to five out, at least at some point during the course of a game, whether it's just the team's natural offense or even like a a quick hitter or something that they run. Um, It's something that's talked quite a bit about and we've discussed quite a bit about here on this show. Randy, where does this, what we're going to discuss today, where does that piece, where does this piece fit into um, that idea that we've said you transition from your offense where your transition offense into that half court offense and the ability to kind of seamlessly move from one to the other to keep that consistent offense with pace and space. I think what we're going to talk about today, the the dribble push, it fits within that in that it's a way to initiate your half court offense from the break that maybe is a little overlooked. I think I think when I see a lot of the five out offenses, if you think about the offense coming into the front court, the thing they do first is either maybe drag ball screen or double drag ball screen, or they pass ahead to the wing and cut, or or they dribble handoff with the player below them, or they reverse to their trail player in the middle of the court and play off that pass to the second side or back to the first side. I kind of picked this out to highlight and go a little bit deeper on because I, I think it might be kind of one of the least common ways to initiate five out from the break and it's a little overlooked. So I thought I'd, I thought I'd give it some love by going a little bit deeper into this topic. I would say it fits into the greater five out thing in that it can, it can be a way to change your shape where you maybe show up in a traditional five out where you've got floor balance, you know, you're, your corners are filled on either side, your wings are filled, your top of the circle is filled. By using a dribble push, we sort of remain five out, but shift our shape. And instead of the ball screen coverage that a a defense might get used to, say, defending a basic traditional drag all the time, they got to defend a side drag or a wing ball screen, possibly right off off the break in transition. So you just shape shift, you, you do a little bit of maneuvering of the defense by using the dribble push that's maybe overlooked with some of the more common five out initiators. Randy had all last summer. Last summer was his summer of of five out. 
And yeah. I think a lot that a lot of people that do follow us and in particular follow you started down that path of just looking at five out offense. But now when you're entering season two for a lot of coaches or season three, you want to get a little bit more specific on some of the things that you're teaching your teams. And so I think this is a great um, kind of deep dive into what are some additional things that maybe other teams now know that you're a five out team and yeah. they're scouting you to those basic actions. What are some of those little uh, adjustments or tweaks that we can make to our offense? So let me go ahead and put this up on the screen here. And Randy, you can start with just the general alignment that we can dig into some of the specifics. Yeah. So what you see in that diagram is sort of like the traditional transition lanes that you would see as a team moves into the front court. And like I mentioned, a lot of times two would just continue on to that right corner. Three would hit the left corner and we would show up in that symmetrical sort of five out positioning and drag ball screen or, or whatever it is that we're, we're, we're going to do. But in the, using the dribble push, we're going to shape shift a little bit. So player one just dribbles at two. And instead of coming over the top or a handoff or something like that, they just move to the other side. They push through to the other side. Um, you can signal that. I've seen it signaled by like a point guard sort of like pushing with their hand or making some sort of pushing motion or just a little simple wave through, like telling the guy like going through, you know. But but yeah, so what we do is just sort of move and we can then play two side, with, you know, play with a two man side over here and a three man side over there. Like, uh, you know, great, great timing on switching the diagrams there, because as after we've pushed two through one, we want them to get to free throw line depth or lower. If I don't have it drawn quite that low, but like if we can get to free throw line depth or even lower, that's great and then bring the dribble back and my trail man can kind of move over in and we can get right into a side drag or a wing ball screen. So you're still getting into your first action within the first, you know, four to six seconds of, of gaining possession. But instead of the traditional drags or double drags or things like that, we're, we're shape shifting a little bit and moving the, moving the uh, action to the side. I believe uh, the Bucks do this. I was just watching last night, the Bucks and the, Celtics playing. I know they do a lot of five out, but kind of puts yeah. your immediate pressure on the ball screen defense. And for them, somebody like Robin Lopez, who can either shoot it or, you know, drive and you got the two man game on that side. But then I also noticed it triggers a lot of stuff after that as well, because then that puts pressure on help defense, which then allows you to yeah. throw it to the opposite side and the dominoes fall. So right from the very start, creating that advantage that, to get the dominoes flown in the half court. And that leads to the, the next one there that we talked to that you mentioned. But what you what can you do with that five guy after that? Well, they can pop or roll. And and, you know what? And if it was traditional drag in that right corner where where I have the pink box sort of highlighted, um, if that was filled, if we set a, a traditional drag or a spread ball screen, look, we've got a We've got a tag man. We've got a someone who can, you know, to 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 help help with our ball screen defense behind the action, if you will. But. But by shape shifting with the, the dribble push, we've we've removed that. So we've got the option to pop to that space or roll to the basket on the on the pop. You know that that could be dependent on that player's ability to to make that shot or shoot that um, on the roll. One thing I like to use on the side ball screen is sort of like what we call our rolling target. Like what what's our screening angle and our rolling target? And our rolling target on a side ball screen is corner of the backboard. So. So like if we if we dribble push we wave a guy through we we get we flow right into spread ball or I'm sorry side drag or, or or wing ball screen we come off the ball screen the roller is sort of like showing their hand to the corner of the backboard the 
the, the ball handler would just sort of throw it up to the corner of the backboard. One thing I didn't talk about in this, this presentation that's possible would be if two, two could also short that instead of going all the way to the long corner, they could stop in the dunker. So that way, if maybe that player is not a person that you want, you know, to be spacing all the way to the deep corner, they, they're, they're, they're not a shooter or something like that. You can stop them in that short corner, that dunker spot area, and we can wing ball screen, see if we can shorten that roll up a little bit, hit the roller, get X2 to help, and then play to them in the dunker. But so there's lots of, uh, of options off the side ball screen. The, the and one I didn't mention, the most obvious would be just one, using it and, and getting into the lane and scoring themselves, or perhaps collapsing the defense on what would be the three side over there and, and playing to that off the penetration. I like it because it just immediately gives you so many op- – it gives you three options right away, or as I just mentioned, it triggers the start of those dominoes falling. And right. You can end up with a wing three-point attempt if make just two, three passes in three or less seconds in the first – bit of the shot clock there yeah and one thing that in the ball screen teaching that i've done and 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 try to encourage coaches is we we say reject every chance you get reject every chance you get and when we've we've dribble pushed we've set up a wing ball screen we've got an empty corner so there's no one to to stunt and help on that on on that right hand drive that you see from player one in that second frame there We've got a, a prime opportunity to reject if 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 the defense is is susceptible to that. And then another thing too is after I've pushed two through, I dribble push them through, and my ball screen arrives. Maybe I I, I, I slow down to see if I'm going to use the ball screen, and then I reject with with an aggressive baseline drive. I've got player two in the headlights of the drive. If their player is the one tasked with helping. Then, then I can play it to the headlights and, and, and create a corner three off the drift pass. What I don't have drawn would be five could slide into my taillights on that baseline penetration. So if I'm stopped by X2, I can stride stop, pivot back, and find, find my teammate, player five, in my taillights, and all from the reject. So, so anytime I, 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 I would examine a wing ball screen, like say a popular offensive Euro continuity ball screen or something like Reject, reject, reject every chance you get to put that deep, put the pressure on the rim and that lowest help defender to have to stop a drive. And then that can create the the domino effect that you're speaking of. All right. Next one here. Just simply follow the leader drive. Yeah. So we push two out and maybe like right about the timeline, we make like a little hezzy or a, 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 a change of speed move. And we and we we simply follow the leader. Two being the leader, he's he or she is cleared out, and now I've got that empty side to attack. Strong right hand driver, and that's perfect situation to follow the leader. A lot of times, what I've seen is if two will make a hard cut and push on out of there quickly. Sometimes X two, whom I don't have drawn, like I will will puppy dog their man and just follow them out of the lane. Now, you know, I wouldn't count on that against good, well coached defenses. Most most defenders are, are, are coached to stop at the midline or something like that in that situation. But, you know, sometimes players don't do what they're coached to do all the time. And they, they, they trot on out of the lane with their man and we're able to follow the leader um, for a layup. I would advise sort of like maybe like a, some sort of change of speed, change of direction, move to sort of set that up. And, and, and that, that, that gives time for uh, player two to exit on out of the lane and we have a clear path to the to the rim with that empty corner cleared out now. I'll tell you when this does work a lot. I had success this year. 
when we needed a quick bucket at like the end of a game or end of a half or something like that. Because to your point, in those scenarios, usually X2 will stick with two because they don't want to give up a three-point shot. And so you give that yeah. little hesitation, whatever, and there's usually nobody there to yeah. guard the basket and get you a quick bucket within the first five seconds. Yeah, and same as rejecting the ball screen, I would want I would want player five or the or the next man over from from the driver, whomever that is in this diagram, it's player five to when we've got we always want a player in the headlights and a player in the taillights. So two is naturally moving to the headlights. So the next man over would you know move into the taillights in case X two does you know wall up, stop the drive. I can stride, stop, get on two feet. I can either play it forward, play it to a forty five. Or, you know, reverse pivot on my back foot, donut, if you will, back to the player behind me. In well, the, a lot uh, of times drive it, and if it gets cut off, turn around and Barkley out of it. Yep, um, exactly. The fill from behind, or we even go and, like, set that, like, crackback screen, like five for the next guy over, whoever that is. Yep, that's a good idea, too. Shots off of that as well. So that may not look very impressive, but you can actually do a lot of things out of that, and at different times of the games can serve different purposes, as simple as it may look there. In the dribble push – We've talked about the option of, of following the leader on the drive, what we just talked about. What we talked about primarily was, was dribble pushing to the wing, the trail following and setting a wing ball screen that we either accept or reject or p- roll or pop with the, with the screener. But we can also dribble push and the trail remains centered and play to the trail by centering the ball like you have um, drawn here, centering the, centering the pass back to the trailer and then playing off that options, off those options. So uh, what I don't have drawn and included in today's presentation would be for five to catch that centering pass and play to the second side, which there's a myriad of options there that we could, you know, someday get into. Uh, but what I do have drawn in the next frame would be would be some of the advancements from that. So instead, uh, I, instead of two exiting all the way to the far corner, they see that reversal, that centering pass, and they come up the gut, and that's a you know a good good term for this action that I've seen is gut by by player two who was dribble pushed out instead of exiting the lane and going to the far corner when that when the five man has the ball to top of circle they just come up the gut take a handoff um, we could we could tight curl that handoff maybe into a drive just right on the other side of it but if two goes under x two goes say on the other side of that handoff we could just turn and spread ball screen. And, you know, one, find that corner depth. And we've we've dribble, push, come up the gut, handoff, turn, spread ball screen all within the first third of the shot clock or the first the early phase of possession. And this is this is a, a, an interesting cut that that's that's interesting. You don't see it a whole, whole lot of the player coming up the gut like this. So um, hopefully that may be something creative or new or something that you haven't really. Uh, OK, that's a good way to apply that. Um, of that coming up the gut like that. I've seen mostly just NBA teams do that. And I think the thought is my players, you don't get a great shot because you're like fading away. You're going away from the basket, but most don't use it as a shot. They no. use to your point is like turn around ball screen or just catch it and kind of loop it. Now you got like that double, triple gap on that side where you can either make the defense come off the corner shooter. Cause there's not really much help there or uh, just go and score it there. Yeah, and I've also seen teams flow into some elbow action off of this gut uh-huh. where where two comes up the gut, five takes a dribble or two like I have drawn there. They hand it off, and then they sort of find some post-positioning type 
arm bar a guy and show a hand and then and then we pl- two gets the hand off and then immediately plays back to five at the elbow and and almost like point screen away or over the top to one in the corner uh screens for one in the corner so you can go push to gut to elbow splits or something like that so next one here using the after the ball centered yeah dribble handoff on that empty side Sim- simple so so we've dribble pushed one is dribble push two two's kind of exiting through the lane as i have it drawn in that second frame they're on their way out of the lane five who we center to just immediately puts it back on the floor one throws it tries to outrun their pass and gets it right back off the handoff and maybe get get downhill penetration so sort of like the 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 wing ball screen i would you know five dribble at one dribble at his defender more specifically one come over the top, take the handoff, five roll to the basket out of that handoff. And we've sort of kind of done a wing action, a side action, similar to just going right into side drag. Great way. To- and it's bang, bang. It's it's dribble, push, throw, dribble at, handoff, like like all that flow and connectivity is hard to guard, even though they're simple, yeah. just passes and exchanges of the ball. It makes the old come set of ball screen. The defense knows it's coming. Let's get into our ball screen coverage. When you have bang, 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 they're not really able to set up and call that out. And there's like yeah. a hesitation and feel like you find more advantages when that happens. Yeah. So let me ask this because we do have a lot of people that, that run four out. And I know some are like tinkering with five out. If they're looking to either make the switch or just incorporate it a little more, mm-hmm. is this something where you feel like, your five is the determining factor of whether or not you can really do this well? Uh, Like their skill set or their, their ability. Um, Possibly. I I mean, for, for most, I would say, yeah, but, but, you know, I think the thing that, that maybe gives pause to some coaches is my five man is just, you know, can't shoot from out there. So why would they be out there? Well, I, I watch a lot of basketball and see, Jared Allen at the top of the circle or Rudy Gobert up there. I mean, they, they don't shoot from there because they can't, but they're still able to be advantage creators, ball screeners, handoff deliverers, things like that. So I think just open your mind a little bit to from, from don't you're like you, you can be somewhere on the court possibly where it, where you can't shoot from and it still be okay. Um, I do think though that there there might be some trepidation around the bigs because they are often a trigger man in a lot of these actions. So if that's a role that they've not been accustomed to, that can be a hurdle for for making that 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 decision. So so if you know a lot of times when you see that big at the top of the circle in five out, they're a trigger man. Maybe we reverse to them and they've got to deliver a zoom on the second side or a handoff on the second side and and maybe some coaches look at that as being beyond their players' current capabilities. So yeah, I think I think that's probably one consideration that 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 is factored into a decision to make a move from four to five out would be how comfortable am I with my fifth player, if you will, out there sort of triggering actions or being a even something simple as I catch it from this guy, I reverse it to that guy, like seemingly simple but i think a lot of coaches have maybe like a cringe worthy player that they feel like that 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 would be asked of them and and that's enough to to give them enough fear and pause but as i always say do some of that coaching 
if you have a player, their current skills don't make you feel great about that. Well, change those skills, improve those skills, improve that comfort level. This is why we practice. This is why we convene every day for 90 minutes to, to grow as players and expand our abilities. So if you have a growth mindset of like my player's current ability, that scares me a little bit, but we don't play today. It's April 8th. Right. So maybe by September 8th or October 8th or November 8th, we've gotten to a point where, okay, I, I think he can do this now, or she's capable of this now. And this is a great time to think about that. As you move into your off-season player development, you do have about six, seven months to prepare those players for the next thing. So we'll uh, we'll continue on with this next week, talking a little bit more about some things that you can do out of your five out. All of this was part of a newsletter that Randy sent out this week. He's got a couple options available to you when it comes to the newsletter. You want to talk to them about each of those and even talk about your sideline interactive newsletters that we send out with our sponsors over at Sideline Interactive. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Sideline Interactive, um, this segment we often do on the show called Beyond the Scoreboard. I got, I've got an idea germinating for my next Beyond the Scoreboard um, topic. I'm, I'm not, I'm not ready to, to announce that yet. I'm, I'm sort of, you know, in the pre-writing stage, it's my next assignment. So at radiusathletics.substack.com is where you'll find a complete breakdown of the dribble push action we talked about today. Uh, full disclosure, it is, it is a paid article. You have to be a paid subscriber, that, but there is plenty of free content at radiusathletics.substack.com as well. You can you can find free and paid articles and your paid subscription greatly supports what I do. And it allows me to kind of continue to to create projects like this and not have to go get a real job so I can write and create things for coaches. There are some things that we didn't get to around the dribble push that are in that article, some different options, including like how to drill it three on three and things like that. So if this piqued your interest, I'd, I would head over to to radiusathletics.substack.com and, and become a subscriber and, and read the full article and the treasure trove of additional basketball information that would be there for you as well. Yeah, so much more than just X's and O's. Randy has sure. a lot of things connected to philosophy, culture, breakdown, a ton of great resources there. So thanks to all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch that on the Radius Athletics YouTube page, or if you're into the audio version, you can download that at a quick timeout podcast. Just search any podcast platform, and there you'll find the audio version of the show. For Randy Sherman, I'm Tony Miller. We'll talk again next week on Hoop Forum.